Hello everyone, welcome back to Chain Traffic. We are here in our Outlier series talking once again about fantastic women that we know in our domain of community. It's been an exciting set of episodes for us, but today one is the one today is really special for me because it comes from India. Yes, I know we've all been waiting for this for a while now. and i'm glad that it's here so dr sunita welcome to the podcast thank you so much thank you so much for all of those you know who want to know what sunita does we will actually be going through her you know career and her journey but just to give you a taste of how exactly she is as a person uh we've known her as a highly driven enthusiastic person she is result oriented knowledge driven professional and she has a amazing track record of experience gained in both international and national project across sectors and she talks you know in response to challenges in environment and sustainability and that's what we all particularly love here in this community so sunita we can get started and dive right into the very first thing for the benefit of our audience let's talk about your current role your you know and let's talk about it sometimes from a perspective of how you want to exemplify to young women out there what role models really look like so currently i am uh, looking at sustainability and csr for my company and uh, the role actually is uh, challenging but uh, challenges are all uh, we love or uh, challenges in our lives otherwise uh, there is no fun and the role looks at uh, you know looking at implementing and creating change on the ground and in a hard to abate sector in real estate construction sector where the value chain comprises of a lot of co- uh, contractors suppliers creating change uh, can be a real challenge so uh, and uh, this is pretty male dominate dominated because people at sites uh, are generally men uh, most civil engineers you will hardly find uh, project managers who are uh, women and uh, winning them over uh, winning uh, all the project managers over uh, so initially when i joined in uh, one of the things that we do is uh, gather uh, data around sustainability so getting the data for energy use water use materials use waste generated at sites uh, is is one of the key things of our work right because then we analyze that data to say okay this is the carbon footprint or this is the waste footprint or this much amount of pollution is getting generated at every location so we when i joined in it was totally totally ground zero so all the project managers and uh, you know the quality uh, people who were actually giving me the data uh, they decided not to uh, you know uh, what do you say uh, um, i would say uh, collaborate uh to give share that information so we uh, went to each of the sites and tried to explain to them uh you know by creating one on one relationship and trying to get their viewpoint as to why environmental uh, uh, pollution and mitigation is important and what and how it can create value for them so we overcome that overcame that challenge and now the project managers are our best friends and uh, they have implemented so many changes on the ground that it is very very heartening to see the work that they do so uh, creating that inroads in a male dominated uh, area 
uh, was challenging but uh, they are now the best friends uh, who are helping us in this journey to uh, you know mitigate the pollution and also move to uh, energy efficiency and alternative materials and so on you see i think we started the podcast on the right word collaboration is like the need of the hour particularly the industry that we are kind of functioning in at the moment it's uh, what is needed and we're talking about important values of transparency of data sharing visibility throughout and none of that can be possible without having collaboration and that's just bang on way i'd say to start this uh, conversation just just taking a different angle at it right now i i just want to like ask for at least for the benefit of our listeners that did you always knew that you are passionate about this or was it something you stumbled upon or is it something that you slowly built for yourself so no not at all actually so my first love was uh, physics and as a child uh, eighth standard i was very sure i'm going to study physics and it's, it's it was one of my favorite subjects because if you look at physics as a subject it is it it actually uh, takes you closer to god and uh, it it helps you explain and if you have heard metaphysics and read about uh, quantum physics uh, you'll know that everything as at the end of the day is vibrations and uh, that's what fascinated me the physical world i was very interested in geography and uh, also the natural world uh, however physics was the first love and that's what i post graduated in and uh, life uh, was uh, i was meant to do something different and after my post graduation i did get an opportunity to look at uh, intern in chaos theory at physical research laboratory in amdavad under guidance of a very interesting person called dr sitaram and in chaos uh, theory i learned that you know a butterfly fluttering wings somewhere can cause chaos you know which is multi multi fold in nature and that and the correlation of the kind of chaos that we have at this point of time which is climate change pollution the anthropogenic activities uh, brought me to think you know i i actually did not go ahead and take up the physics uh, the physics sports uh, phd uh, opportunity that i had at physical uh, research laboratory i came back to my hometown i actually joined uh, national environmental engineering research institute and that's where uh, i started looking at air pollution and got a opportunity to look at a uh, variety of factories and early in those days 1995 mm, uh, times uh, it was more of industrial uh, pollution that we were looking at uh, visited a lot of sites did a lot of field work and that's how i came into the environmental area and later on i went on to do my phd in environmental science and engineering in air pollution meteorology and modeling so it's it's kind of a uh, i i came into this area by chance i would say uh, <laughs> loving it why am i loving it i'm smiling yeah. through my teeth <laughs> because uh, this is what steve jobs said and i keep coming back to this all the amazing people that i've met you know they know how to connect their dots they are true to themselves at every step and uh, as i can see you know they enjoy what they do and they pick up the opportunities that come their way and that's exactly what you're talking about here you stumbled upon it and then you built upon it and here you are today so that's actually amazing and and i was specifically want to point out you talked about the butterfly effect you talked about the chaos theory you talked about physics 
those are generally not the words i hear women around me talk about and my heart is so full having you you know say all of that it just uh, brings me closer to the core that we are told that women are not meant for science women are not meant for manufacturing i'm like no come on talk to the real women out there who are doing it and here we are in a conversation with one so thank you for that sunita thank you so much uh, rashmi thank you so actually that kind of also ties back to the next set of questions that i have you know for you so uh, we're looking at like we're at a cusp industry is at the cusp of big change you know we talk about industry talk about carbon footprint everyone needs to be added everyone needs to calculate it map it first and then go ahead and bring changes about that so looking at the next generation what are some next generation values you feel as a leader are important for manufacturing operations or industry in general particularly the heavy industry like we talked about so uh, there is a word which everybody is using nowadays it's called decarbonization right but uh, with decarbonization we have to also move away from what is called as carbon silo because it's not just about decarbonization it is about living lightly in a better world which in which your impacts are very very less it is also about demand reduction heavily it is primarily in three three different steps if you look at uh, it's looking at reducing your demand in the first place which is contrary to all the profits that we want to make right it is the kind of right products that we want to get, get out which is very very efficient uses alternative materials has got low embodied carbon uh, doesn't harm environment is uh, uh, generates local livelihoods right so i'm just not talking about decarbonization it is about having a world which is thriving in which there is social equity in which there is ecological balance in which there is a balance so balance perhaps is key and then we can go to you know so i've spoken about demand reduction i'm talking about efficiency i'm talking about social equity i'm talking about renewable energy integration and also looking at how naturally we can preserve our ecological world and because that's the carbon sink that's the kind of habitats we would want to preserve so it's it's very holistic in nature so the word decarbonization perhaps has all of these in it you know but it's how we we cannot look at it through the lens of carbon alone there are many many different aspects of having balance hello everyone welcome back to chain traffic We are here in our outlier series talking once again about fantastic women that we know in our domain of community. It's been an exciting set of episodes for us, but today one is the one today is really special for me because it comes from India. Yes, I know we've all been waiting for this for a while now, and I'm glad that it's here. So, Dr. Sunita, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. for all of those you know who want to know what sunita does we will actually be going through her you know career and her journey but just to give you a taste of how exactly she is as a person uh we've known her as a highly driven enthusiastic person 
she is result oriented knowledge driven professional and she has a amazing track record of experience gained in both international and national project across sectors and she talks you know in response to challenges in environment and sustainability and that's what we all particularly love here in this community so sunita we can get started and dive right into the very first thing for the benefit of our audience let's talk about your current role your you know and let's talk about it sometimes from a perspective of how you want to exemplify to young women out there what role models really look like so currently i am uh, looking at sustainability and csr for my company and uh, the role actually is uh, challenging but uh, challenges are all uh, we love or challenges in our lives otherwise uh, there is no fun and the role looks at uh, you know looking at implementing and creating change on the ground and in a hard to abate sector in real estate construction sector where the value chain comprises of a lot of co- uh, contractors suppliers creating change uh, can be a real challenge so uh, and uh, this is pretty male dominate, dominated because people at sites uh, are generally men uh, most civil engineers you will hardly find uh, project managers who are uh women and uh, winning them over uh, winning uh, all the project managers over uh, so initially when i joined in uh, one of the things that we do is uh, gather uh, data around sustainability so getting the data for energy use water use materials use waste generated at sites uh, is is one of the key things of our work right because then we analyze that data to say okay this is the carbon footprint or this is the waste footprint or this much amount of pollution is getting generated at every location so we when i joined in it was totally totally ground zero so all the project managers and uh, you know the quality uh, people who were actually giving me the data uh, they decided not to uh, you know uh, what do you say uh, um, i would say uh, collaborate uh to give share that information so we uh, went to each of the sites and tried to explain to them uh you know by creating one on one relationship and trying to get their viewpoint as to why environmental uh, uh, pollution and mitigation is important and what and how it can create value for them so we overcome that overcame that challenge and now the project managers are our best friends and uh, they have implemented so many changes on the ground that it is very very heartening to see the work that they do so uh, creating that in roads in a male dominated uh, area uh, was challenging but uh, they are now the best friends uh, who are helping us in this journey to uh, you know mitigate the pollution and also move to uh, energy efficiency and alternative materials and so on you see i think we started the podcast on the right word collaboration is like the need of the hour particularly the industry that we are kind of functioning in at the moment it's uh, what is needed and we're talking about important values of transparency of data sharing visibility throughout and none of that can be possible without having collaboration and that's just bang on we had say to start this uh, conversation just just taking a different angle at it right now i i just want to like ask for at least for the benefit of our listeners that 
did you always knew that you are passionate about this or was it something you stumbled upon or is it something that you slowly built for yourself so no not at all actually so my first love was uh, physics and as a child uh, eighth standard i was very sure i'm going to study physics and it's, it's it was one of my favorite subjects because if you look at physics as a subject it is it it actually uh, takes you closer to god and uh, it it helps you explain and if you have heard metaphysics and read about uh, quantum physics uh, you'll know that everything as at the end of the day is vibrations and uh, that's what fascinated me the physical world i was very interested in geography and uh, also the natural world uh, however physics was the first love and that's what i post graduated in and uh, life uh, was uh, i was meant to do something different and after my post graduation i did get an opportunity to look at uh, intern in chaos theory at physical research laboratory in amdavad under guidance of a very interesting person called dr sitaram and in chaos uh, theory i learned that you know a butterfly fluttering wings somewhere can cause chaos you know which is multi multi fold in nature and that and the correlation of the kind of chaos that we have at this point of time which is climate change pollution the anthropogenic activities uh, brought me to think you know i i actually did not go ahead and take up the physics uh, the physics sports uh, phd uh, opportunity that i had at physical uh, research laboratory i came back to my hometown i actually joined uh, national environmental engineering research institute and that's where uh, i started looking at air pollution and got a opportunity to look at a uh, variety of factories and early in those days 1995 mm, uh, times uh, it was more of industrial uh, pollution that we were looking at uh, visited a lot of sites did a lot of field work and that's how i came into the environmental area and later on i went on to do my phd in environmental science and engineering in air pollution meteorology and modeling so it's it's kind of a uh, i i came into this area by chance i would say uh, <laughs> loving it why am i loving it i'm smiling yeah. through my teeth <laughs> because uh, this is what steve jobs said and i keep coming back to this all the amazing people that i've met you know they know how to connect their dots they're true to themselves at every step and uh, as i can see you know they enjoy what they do and they pick up the opportunities that come their way and that's exactly what you're talking about here you stumbled upon it and then you built upon it and here you are today so that's actually amazing and and I was specifically want to point out you talked about the butterfly effect you talked about the chaos theory you talked about physics those are generally not the words i hear women around me talk about and my heart is so full having you you know say all of that it just uh, brings me closer to the core that we are told that women are not meant for science women are not meant for manufacturing i'm like no come on talk to the real women out there who are doing it and here we are in a conversation with one so thank you for that sunita Thank you so much, uh, Rashmith. Thank you. So actually, that kind of also ties back to the next set of questions that I have, you know, for you. So uh, we're looking at like we're at a cusp. Industry is at the cusp of big change. You know, we talk about industry, talk about carbon footprint. Everyone needs to be at it. Everyone needs to calculate it, map it first, and then go ahead. 
and bring changes about that so looking at the next generation what are some next generation values you feel as a leader are important for manufacturing operations or industry in general particularly the heavy industry like we talked about so uh, there is a word which everybody is using nowadays it's called decarbonization right but uh, with decarbonization we have to also move away from what is called as carbon silo because it's not just about decarbonization it is about living lightly in a better world which in which your impacts are very very less it is also about demand reduction heavily it is primarily in three three different steps if you look at uh, it's looking at reducing your demand in the first place which is contrary to all the profits that we want to make right it is the kind of right products that we want to get, get out which is very very efficient uses alternative materials has got low embodied carbon uh, doesn't harm environment is uh, uh, generates local livelihoods right so i'm just not talking about decarbonization it is about having a world which is thriving in which there is social equity in which there is ecological balance in which there is a uh, balance so balance perhaps is key and then we can go to you know so i've spoken about demand reduction i'm talking about efficiency i'm talking about social equity i'm talking about renewable energy integration and also looking at how naturally we can preserve our ecological world and because that's the carbon sink that's the kind of habitat we would want to preserve so it's it's very holistic in nature so the word decarbonization perhaps has all of these in it you know but it's how we we cannot look at it through the lens of carbon alone there are many many different aspects of having balance 